Um, finishing off here with, a, speaking of humor, a little humor, a little self-effacing humor from ESPN, which you almost never see. Nope. Reese Davis on the set of uh, they're doing the college basketball thing on Saturday. And he had a little joke about conference realignment. Don't forget, huge game between Arizona and UCLA. And like we might see Duke and Carolina again next week. Maybe we'll see Arizona and UCLA next week again, too, in the uh, Big 12, Big 10 Challenge. Oh. Oh, too, too, too soon? I, I mean, I mean the, I mean the Pac-12 championship game. I love that from Reese. Take a little needle at it, why don't you? The company's only spending twelve billion dollars a year. It's no big deal. Love that. It's live TV too, uh, you know. So we, we we do a lot of things off the cuff, uh, unplanned, and sometimes mistaken. But look, I want to tell you something. Reese Davis might be. One of my top three favorite um, hosts on ESPN. I don't want to call him a personality because I think that's demeaning. Uh, okay. It's like calling a newscaster an announcer. Right? You know, Reese right. is a legit. I think Reese was a lawyer at one point. Like he he is a legitimate um, broadcast journalist. And uh, the, I don't know if a lot of people remember in the chaos that occurred really three years ago, right around now when all the conference tournaments were shutting down and the NCAA tournament was shutting down, everything was shutting down because of COVID. ESPN brought in Reese Davis to anchor the live coverage of that because he had, I think, a credible, authoritative, journalistic presence. Um, when all the awful stuff was going on at Penn State with the Jerry Sandusky scandal, uh, again, ESPN didn't try to have Lee Corso and and some of the the goofier characters involved in their college football coverage dealing with that story, they brought in Reese Davis because he had a certain level of gravitas. Right. So I I really do appreciate Reese Davis a lot. He is one of my favorites on that network. Uh, tremendously credible. Calls it the way he sees it. Uh, very very unbiased, I think, and um, knows when to have fun, but knows when to be serious. Really has that balance. Really admire his work a great deal. I thought college game day, quite frankly, was enhanced quite a bit when he became the full-time host of that show. So uh, big, big fan of his. Big fan of Reese Davis. I, I thought – and by the sorry, Chris. I think no, he got no. to start working in Tuscaloosa uh, huh. at a TV station out there, and one of his co-anchors was Mike Salmond, who used to work here at 92.9 The Game. So a little fun trivia for you there. Give me a dick. How about that? Ding yeah. earned. Uh, you're on fire. You're catching heat. We're gonna have to give you a heat check soon. I Dings guess. are fast and frequent coming on this this episode. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's funny. I thought you were saying all of that as a setup to say, but I completely no. disagree with what he did. No, 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 no. He's good in my book. It, it, Reese Davis would have to do. He'd have to have some kind of mortal sin for me to to not like what he does. That's how much I admire Reese Davis. And how about for some practical analysis as a big college uh, football and basketball fan? Are you okay with all of this that's gone on? No. Okay. I hate it. I, hate yeah. it. And yeah. I went to weekend school. I hate it. Tradition's I, sake, just ruining I, it. I hate it. College. I always tell people college football was never better than what it was in 1991. Hmm. 1991 was the last year before you started having the, the first wave of significant college realignment 
because in 1992, Florida State went to the ACC. Um, South Carolina and Arkansas went to the SEC. The year after, Penn State went to the Big Ten. That was the, and then the Big East expanded. And like that was the first wave of college football realignment. Uh, 1991 was, I think, the last year or one of the final years of the CFA, where both ABC and CBS had prime games at 3 30 going up against each other. You only had maybe about 12 bowl games, so it meant something to go to a bowl game. New Year's Day, if you didn't like what was going on in the Cotton Bowl, you could change the channel and watch the Fiesta Bowl. If you didn't like what was happening in the uh, Sugar Bowl, you could change the channel watch the Orange Bowl. Uh, All the Blue Blood programs were good. Um, You still had great personalities in the game like Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier. The, The, you know... The music you heard in the stadium, it was marching bands. It wasn't any, you know, the the piped-in music. College football, that was the last year of college football purity. I And the, it, it's just gone downhill since. I mean, the, the fact that, like, I, I was out at the Rose Bowl in January watching Penn State, and the fact that Penn State could be playing a conference game there in two years against UCLA, right. it, it just doesn't make sense. And, right. and honestly, I know this sounds silly, and no one cares about the student-athletes, apparently. I just, if I am the parent, if I am the father of someone who plays volleyball at USC, you mean to tell me that you're taking my daughter out of school for four days a week so she can fly to Piscataway, New Jersey and College Park, Maryland? Give me a break. Yeah. It's not good for their mental health, I don't think. It's not good, certainly, for uh, their scholarly pursuits. I think it's a complete waste of time that we're going to be investing that kind of money. So the uh, Ohio State softball team can go play a weekend series in Los Angeles against USC in the regular season. It makes no sense. It's a, it, it is a waste of money. It's a waste of time. And it's completely disrespectful to the traditions that have been created over the years in in you know, regionalism in college sports. There's nothing to enhance anything other than TV deals. I hate it. Well, I now we've now we found another topic that we may need to devote an entire episode to. I thought you were going to say 1991 was a great year because it was the year I was born. Also, Boy, you're making me feel old. <laughs> oh, you're making me feel old. Yeah. Now, 1991. Look, I mean, it was. Um, Silence of the Lambs, best like, picture. You know, it was a good yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, it was just different. I, I agree. Like, um, you know, you have a bazillion channels on cable. So if you were a show that was being cleared on a major network or a cable network, it, there was a high standard. Reality TV didn't really exist yet. Um, biased news coverage I didn't think really existed yet. Like, it was, just, it was a much easier world. You, you know, know what else you didn't mention back into that we had in 1991? Whoa, what? Nelly. Mr. Jackson. It's another great best point. The GOAT. Yeah. Great it's point. The, the best. And, all right. With that, 
I have so many more questions, but we have so little time. We will Save continue. It for <laughs> we will continue Mike's movie madness and more discussion on the state of college athletics in future episodes. So stay tuned for that. But for now, we will bid you adieu. I am Chris Thomas, joined as always by the head honcho, Mike Conti. Follow him, Mike Conti nine two nine. I am at C Thomas Radio. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>